This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by Sales Fuel Coach, our adaptive sales coaching featuring five-minute quick coaching personalized to each sales rep. Learn more about Sales Fuel Coach at salesfuel.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Well, Lee, today we have a return guest, Deborah Thomas-Neininger, and boy, am I glad she's back. Today, we're going to talk about autopilot habits. Do you even know what that is? Ooh, are we going to talk about people who don't know how to behave on airplanes? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is an interesting phrase. <laughs> autopilot habits. Now, this was an intriguing concept. I'm going to let her explain it. Welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. I'm Audrey Strong, the Vice President of Communications here at SalesFuel. And I'm C. Lee Smith, the President and CEO of SalesFuel. And it's Deborah Thomas Neininger. She's the founder of DTM Productions International, a true delight. We're so glad to have her back. Deborah, thanks for coming. Oh, definitely. My pleasure. Thanks for the invitation. Okay, so autopilot, not an airplane pilot. <laughs> what exactly is an autopilot habit and why do we need it? Well, This actually came to mind as I was designing another program on practicing mindfulness. And part of being mindful is the ability to be in the moment, to be very focused, and to really benefit from everything that mindfulness will generate. And what came out of that was, well, that people have some bad habits. Therefore, to be mindful truly requires the ability to self-assess what are your current habits, what are some ruts perhaps you have gotten yourself into, are you a procrastinator? So all of these things kind of fit hand in glove. The two programs complement each other. And the idea of autopilot You don't want that for the bad habits, but unfortunately, a lot of the less than productive habits have, in fact, for many people, become somewhat autopilot. So I like Mm. to focus on developing those very effective, beneficial, productive habits that are on autopilot that you don't have to think about. They're just there ready for you. Sort of like breathing. Well, you make a good point, Lee, because as I say, uh, can you imagine if every day you had to relearn how to drive your car? And many of the things that we do daily, they are on autopilot for us because we learned how to do them once and we don't have to constantly rewire the brain to have a whole new learning experience. So let me just insert, the brain's job is to develop habits. So when you question, where does all of this come from? And I did the research from the neuroscientist on this topic. The brain is designed to develop habits. It functions based upon what you tell it to do, what's important. Interesting. So I feel like you flipped this 180 on its head. What are some of the autopilot habits I don't have right now examples that would be good for me to develop this year that will benefit me and my productivity and other ways. Well, New Year's resolutions happened just a little while ago, right? Right. And so something that I ask everyone is, how are those going for you? Because just as you ask, what are some good habits to develop? A lot of people, beginning of the year, 
they're very serious and they have a plan, but often they have a plan without a strategy. And just a little note, it's not 21 days that it takes to develop a habit. It is 66. 66. Yes. Where did that number come from? Wow. That's well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, that actually was something that was published in 2009 from a behavioral scientist, ah. uh, Philippa Lolly, and it contradicts the original 21 days, which came from a book from Dr. Maxwell back in the days of the 70s, mm. but additional studies have been done, and the 66 days is the more accurate benchmark of this. So I suggest to people to determine, number one, do a very self-awareness assessment. Where are you procrastinating? So that's the first thing I suggest, Audrey, is to develop good, new, healthy habits. Start with, what do I currently wait to do? What is it that I put off to do? And frankly, a lot of people have a tendency to talk to themselves and they make it worse than it will be. Because we often imagine things are going to be just horrible. It's going to be hard. It's going to take forever. It's not going to be fun. I hate doing this. Where, in fact, we spend so much time procrastinating, we could have accomplished what it is that we're delaying to do. So step one I recommend to develop a good habit is to pull out a dust buster. Disrupt your pattern of whatever it is that you are currently allowing you to do that frankly is a daily disruptor and it could be nothing more than you're procrastinating for instance a little i'd love to give statistics but a lot of people wait until the latter part of the day to do something which means how much mental energy have they wasted by thinking, okay, I'll do this later, I'll get around to it, but they have that sense of foreboding dread mm -hmm. all day, which, by the way, takes away from the ability to be in the moment, when in fact, if they had tackled what was important earlier in the day, it would have been better received by the brain, because the brain is at its lowest ebb of attentiveness between the hours of 1 and 3 p.m., and specifically, the exact mark is 2.37 p.m. We plummet. Wow. So 37. developing new habits includes recognizing what are your optimum times of the day to be the most productive and to carefully analyze where you are wasting time procrastinating. Get rid of that because the brain develops habits by repetition. And that means the good, the bad, and the downright ugly habits. So if there's something you are repeating, your brain is saying, okay, you want me to do this, so I'm going to keep doing it. Interesting. I have this infamous whiteboard in my office, right, Lee? The, actually, I have two. <laughs> two, and yeah. I'm regularly triaging everything. So what, I guess what I would do would be to take the thing that I keep triaging constantly to the bottom and keeps getting pushed away like the Island of Misfit Toys task. Right. The thing that I probably need to make a habit, right? Yes. 
So what are, some of, what are some of the other habits that you see that people in the business world, uh, bad habits that they have that they, that they can get rid of and mm -hmm. good habits that they need to start ad adopting? Give me a couple of specific examples. One would be as far as a negative habit would be the habit of knee jerk. A lot of people have that overused stimulus when they are stressed, which means they are emotionally overreactive and they're not really thinking through things thoroughly or they are being interruptive and they're not hearing the person out. Another bad habit is taking things personally. So for people who have knee-jerk reactions that will impede the process of, I'm going to really hear you thoroughly, I'm going to give you my full attention, I'm going to be totally in the moment with you, people then think ahead too quickly, and they think about what they're going to say, and they do that knee-jerk of responding before they really have all the facts, all of the information. And the best and, information's at the end. I'm sorry to cut you off. I think I just proved your point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do like how you edit that because you're thinking with me and you're thinking for me in that <laughs> regard because that is certainly something that I recommend. Also, a good habit, a really good habit is to start developing the can-do attitude because the brain functions on the I will or I won't. So as you're approaching anything throughout the day, I will do this, or no, I'm not going to do this. I'll put it off, or I'll move it on my whiteboard to another day, which might not be a bad thing, because part of developing good habits is making sure you have a strategy that works for you. So part of having a good attitude is being good to you, because people who have an attitude of a lot of self-criticism, they are limiting the higher function of the brain that says, you can do it, now go ahead, get it done. So you're kind of opening those neural pathways that will give you that self-motivation because as we all know, we have to be our very own best cheerleader. You can't wait always for other people to motivate you. So having that can-do attitude is incredibly powerful. I suspect sometimes that those I won'ts are disguised as I can'ts. Absolutely, they are. Very self-defeating, which means then you have told your brain, can't do it, and then your brain then will actually set you up for less than a confident feeling when you, when you tackle it later or when you try to put it on your agenda later because you've already told your brain, uh, don't think you can do it. Interesting. So is this like any other habit, like changing your lifestyle or whatever? 66 days, you said, right? So yes. when you implement this, if you fall off the autopilot the habit yeah. wagon, um, are there any methods you have to get right the ship and try to get past that 66 day finish line? Well, and this is something that I definitely recommend is having a way to benchmark. So for instance, whether it's a whiteboard or whether it is simply a type of calendar where you can move things along, number one is to recognize everyone falls off the wagon. We all have those moments where we have the best of plans and then frankly, as we all know the expression, life happens. Therefore, if you're working on a habit of, for instance, asking better questions, 
and you put that on your agenda. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to notice, am I asking questions that are driving the results I want? Are they open-ended? Are they interesting, etc.? So you check mark off daily as you're truly listening to yourself. And then you have one of those days where you realize, oh my goodness, I have interrupted people. I have not been in the moment. In fact, I didn't hear the last two minutes of what someone said in that meeting. Rather than beating yourself up, put your little arrow on your journal or on your whiteboard and highlight it. You're moving it forward. You're going to work on it more mm -hmm. tomorrow. So you don't wipe the slate clean. Because a lot of people do the, okay, I'm thrown in the towel because I ate a cookie, so my New Year's diet is over. So now I'm going to sit down and eat the entire package of cookies which is really and what so, you wanted to do anyway yes. <laughs> oh yes we have those moments yeah. but yes, girl scout cookies are coming <laughs> yes. well and, and to your point audrey a lot of people truly just throw in the towel when they have again given it up for the day sometimes they just give it up and i suggest number one assess your mood are you just letting yourself stay in the rut because it's easier mm -hmm. it's easier to avoid doing what you think is going to hurt or it's easier to say oh i'll wait until tomorrow to you know not eat those cookies so i'll have a handful today instead of saying okay i broke my diet i ate a cookie but i'm not going to eat the bag and tomorrow i'm not going to have any so stop the beating yourself up and giving it up completely each day ask yourself and measure how have you grown where did you move forward? Because this is going to develop a lot more resilience because then you can count on yourself not to give it up. Catching yourself doing it wrong is actually part of the process. Yes. Yes. Recognizing it and frankly, owning it because owning it is really where it all begins. And then you make the decision as to, do I want to improve that? Do I want to do better? Or am I okay with just where I am? Yeah, I had a friend once who <clears throat> said, you know, I was of that mindset, like, oh, I'll just throw in the towel on the whole thing. And she said, you don't know about the concept of forgiving yourself. So if you forgive yourself for the cookie, it's very easy to get right back in the saddle. It's very simple. And, yes, it really is. And again, I keep going back to the brain because just teaching the brain on, in a lot of my programs on mindfulness and this program as well on autopilot habits, I emphasize the importance of you need to actually train the brain muscle. The, main, the brain muscle, the, the muscle needs pumping up, it needs building because you train your attention, you train your emotions, you're building the attentiveness you want because you're developing that brain muscle of critical observation. So let's say I make it 33 days without yelling at the morons that, that, that cut me off in traffic on my way to work every day. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just, this is just an example that I dreamt up. I'm not saying this actually happened. Mm -hmm. But, but uh, so let's say on day 33 that, you know, that, that I get upset because you know, someone does something stupid in traffic. Do I have to go all the way back to day zero and start over again? Or is there a mechanism for that? Well, there is a mechanism for that. In fact, I use the little quote from uh, Yoda, do or do not, there is no try. Mm -hmm. So you simply say to yourself, 
I need to influence my thoughts. So I'm going to talk to myself. I'm going to observe what I just did, analyze it, and then realize what direction am I allowing both my attitude and, of course, my brain to go to. And then you say to yourself, I am making a decision to do a right in this moment readjustment. And so you, let, you just let ahead. it go. Yeah, and sometimes it's, it's better to be happy than to be right. <laughs> yes. You need Definitely. to play the Frozen soundtrack in your car, Lee. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> and in the interest of full transparency, I just looked at the clock. What did you say, Deborah? 2.37 is the plummeting time? Yes. We're recording is. this, listeners, at 2.18 Eastern time, so we're going to wrap <laughs> we, we soon because Lee's about to go me. over the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, let's just say that at the close of this call, this is when I will have my cappuccino. <laughs> so mm, I'm going to deal. be ready for 2.37. <laughs> uh, and, of course, it depends upon everyone's own body clock for people perhaps who didn't tumble out of bed to start their day until much later. Mm. Then, of course, adjustments have to be made. But for a typical person, this is going to be for an average workday. That's when it does happen. So very candidly, there are things I do in my workshops so I know exactly what time I need to get people up and around and doing exercises and interacting and having conversations so that it re-stimulates the brain and then you're driving cognitive energy in the direction you want it to go to. So if your workday starts at nine, then be cognizant of this 2.37 idea. When you schedule meetings, for example, don't yes. schedule a meeting at 2.30 because you know, it's, you're not going to get anything done. Absolutely. In fact, the optimum time for people to be at their best is going to be before noon when it comes to certain types of meetings, meetings that require a lot of numbers. Creative meetings are impacted as much in the afternoon, but number-driven items, very left-brain items, definitely your morning time frame is going to serve you better. You can't waste that time in the morning just by easing into the day and having your morning coffee and chit chat and everything like that. It's like that, that, those are your most productive hours of the day. Oh, absolutely. So don't ease in, just jump in wholeheartedly and embrace it. So whatever your shift is, folks who are listening, count five and a half hours into that from your start time. And that's probably your cappuccino time. <laughs> espresso time and if you're working with people across time zones you got to remember that too mm -hmm. and i'm glad you mentioned that lee that's very critical be sensitive to those time frames when i'm dealing last week with my west coast people and they were bemoaning the fact that they can't reach certain people at certain times of the day east coast then i reminded them you may need to reschedule your schedule to accommodate them when you're selling to them it's all about them it's not about you Sure. Hey, I did a meeting. I, I started around seven this morning because I had a meeting with a guy in Taiwan who's 14 hours different. And for him, it was 1030 at night. Yeah. So did. you both adjusted your schedule. Yeah, Actually, we both he had adjusted. The bigger adjustment to make. Yeah. 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 And he was wide awake. I was impressed. So this is good. <laughs> he already yes. had his cappuccino and a cookie. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, Deborah, this is such a pleasure. DTN-Productions.com, everybody, is how you reach out to her. Facebook is DTN Etiquette and Deborah Thomas Neininger. You're just your full name on LinkedIn, but Deborah's with an A-H, everybody. That's how you find her. I am so glad you came back and um, just to preview everybody, we're going to have her later in the year for some uh, holiday prep stuff. 
regarding work functions and a whole business lot lunches, of business, business lunches, <laughs> business dinners, you know, th those charity functions and everything like that. Yeah. You, you got to know how to act and behave during those things. And we're going to cover that later on in the year. Great. I look forward to it. We do too. Thanks, Deborah. Appreciate it. And everybody give us five stars, subscribe, rate and review the Manage Smarter podcast and see all the show archives at managesmarter.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.